Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today we're going to come at you with a little uh, Thanksgiving um, edition um, where we're just going to give thanks for some things in our life that have happened, people in our life, and uh, just want to just open up and share some things that we're thankful for. So um, I've got a little list. I don't know. Nick's probably got something in his head maybe, or um, but um, I'll just start it off. And, you know, one thing that like I've been thankful for over the past year and a half has been like our, um, well, it's been almost two years now that I started, uh, um, getting back into the gym and getting in shape and stuff. And, you know, just that, uh, that gym family that I've got, you know, um, that's the backwoods barbell crew and like Jansen and Wyatt and Felicia and Heather and Fatima and, uh, just, just the whole and Nick, and say, just, I know how you conspicuously left my ass out. Just, of just the whole. Well, I was gonna say I was thankful for you elsewhere. So, <laughs> um, but just like being around those people, and I just know that they've got my back all the time, and that, um, like we're always pushing each other. And Felicia is just writing us awesome workouts all the time, and holding us accountable, and we're holding each other accountable. And well, I think it's also cool too because not not only do we just go in there and constantly push each other and work out, but like. If somebody's actually having a truly bad day, we will like legit just lay on the floor and just like talk it out. Yep. Like that. Yeah, we're not working out today, and, and that's I think that I value that more than the actual workout sometimes. Yep. Sometimes it's nice to just get some something off your chest, even if you just sit and stretch and roll out and talk. You know. Yep. Just having that that family there to talk to, you know, and they are family, um, and that's just that's one thing I'm thankful for. I'm sure that Nick is too. I'm sure oh, he's yeah. got his own words to say about it. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, you basically hit the nail on the head with everything there. I mean, and, you know, Felicia really takes a lot of time, effort, and energy programming our workouts. It's not like she goes online and Googles workouts and then just finds something she likes. You know, she knows the body mechanics. She knows what we're, we're like, reaching for. And I think she she's kind of like Andy in the way of, like, she genuinely wants to see us succeed. Like, that's what she really wants out of it. Yep. She doesn't She doesn't get anything else out of it, you know. Um, and you know, the money that we pay her gets put back into like equipment that we all want and stuff like that. So it's obviously not a money thing. I think she just genuinely wants to see us succeed and she cares and she wants to help people. And that's something that me and Nick are all about. So, yeah, just as long as she doesn't program roller abs, uh, you know, and Heather doesn't mention it, but you know, also having like people there that are willing to listen, but also willing to, you know, hold me accountable on times that like I'm being a dipshit. Yeah. Um, which is more often than not, but and even like even past that, like I say, strongman family and like um, guys like um, Scott and Matt and Mai and Orlando and just those guys that we've met through competing in strongman. You know, like we go to these meets and we just—I mean, it feels like a big family, like a big get together. Well, yeah, you know? it's like and you pick up where you left off. Yep. Like with like for me, it's like with Chris and Marcus and Tapia Stu. and Stu and yeah. <clears throat> Scott Tolley and like all all those dudes, you just pick up like you, you you know there hasn't been any time that's elapsed since the last time you saw them. Yeah, and it's like like you're competing against these guys a lot of times, you know. And like when I was playing football, the guys I was competing against, I fucking hated those guys, you know. <laughs> like and now it's like we're all friends and we get along, and I f- I feel like that's uh um strength sports in general for the most part. Um, I've heard that bodybuilding can be a little bit not that way, but for the most part, I think the strength sports are that way. Yeah. Um, so you just want to go back and forth on these for now? Yeah, Is we that can. Cool? Um, yeah, we, we did a lot of planning on this, as you can tell. As usual. <laughs> um, 
like the the first thing that I wanted to do because it's it's the foundation for me, and I won't stay on my soapbox too much because I not I know this isn't for everyone, but like I'm just thankful for God, and I'm thankful for the Gospels, and that He gave His Son to die for me, knowing that I was going to do all the wretched things that I've done, and I'm probably going to continue to do uh, in my life, and you know that no matter what. Like he still loves me and he'll never forsake me. And no matter, I mean, like anybody in this temporal realm is some, at some point going to fail me, going to let me down and he never will. And, you know, on that, on that same note, you know, our, our new pastor, Wayne, uh, Beaver and his wife, Jackie are just phenomenal. You know, they make uh church really like a joy to come to just seeing them and their smiling faces. And I know to them in a small church, they're literally having to shoulder everything. And I understand that being a law enforcement officer in a, lo- a small community. Mm-hmm. Like I am SWAT. I am, you know, detective. I am, you know, this, you know, I, <laughs> I'm everything. So I, I get where they're coming from. You know, they're having to handle, you know, getting the music together, getting the message t- together. Like Finding if there's technology, yeah, if there's technology issues, like all these things, like it's all on them. And I just want them to know that I'm really thankful for them. And my entire church family. And the, the biggest thing I want to get out of this podcast is, and if you're listening, like, if for some reason, like, you don't hear your name or something doesn't necessarily mean that we're not thankful for you. But, I, I mean, we could sit in here for, like, probably days and just start talking mm-hmm. names and how you've impacted I mean, our lives in different ways. So, please don't think that, like, just because we don't mention you. If, yeah, that if we you're don't listening you. to this, like, we are thankful for you because you're <laughs> helping us grow Amen. and you're helping um, spread the word and you're helping, like... To where you're, you're sharing and you're helping um, other people hear what we're talking about, whether that's mental health or God or strongman, or maybe someone's going to go get into lifting now, yeah. that kind of thing. But, so we're thankful for you guys listening to Yeah, and my, my whole church family just in general, because I don't make it a lot because Sundays are actually kind of a bad day for me. So I'm either getting off work at 7 a.m. and then church is at 1030. So I have two choices, sleep for a couple hours and be miserable or stay up and be miserable. Mm-hmm. And then, and then not have time with my family the rest of the day. So, or, or I'm like at work, which is when I usually go to church or I am doing a shift change or something to where like Sunday's not the best day actually for me to like yeah. go to church. But the times that I do show up, like they're always just like, it's like times never passed again. It's not like the, well, where have you been? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you might get at some churches. Yeah. Of like, well, you ain't coming to church every week. You going to hell? You know that you don't get that kind of thing. There right? are some so, churches that are that way. Instead. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate that part of it. So, um, yeah, so God and uh, you know my pastor and his wife and the church family. So, um, my next one is uh, my uh, my parents and my family, like my immediate family. Um, my parents, I mean, they're there, like holding it down every day. For me and my siblings and taking care of us, watching our shithead dogs when we needed to watch our dogs. Um, Even when they get sprayed by skunks. Yep. And just being a shoulder to cry on. And I'm just very thankful for them and and my grandparents, you know, like I'm blessed with the family that I've got. I, there's some people that are not near as fortunate to have what I've had growing up, you know, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Yeah, I think it's sometimes easy to take that for granted that it's like they're my parents, they're always going to be there. You know, they're, always, they're they it's like their duty kind of thing. And yeah. it's actually not if you think about it. I mean, no. they could they could have kicked you off on the orphan train. I mean, out of all of you, I'd have probably put you on the orphan train, but <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, is that what you got on that one? Yep. Uh so my my next one that I wanted to put out there is my wife. You know, she 
doesn't seem to get enough credit. Like, you know, she's not maybe in the public eye nearly as much as I am. And I can tell you, I have been a significantly less than admirable husband over the years. And, you know, I've actually, you know, taken the time, effort and energy to actually change because, you know, we had a life altering event. And then she, you know, basically told me, she's like, you know, you've talked before, but talk is cheap. And so, you know, she's like, I want to see action. And so I've always done my, my best to try to change for her because like, she's just been amazing between, you know, her love for our kids and just like taking them places, investing in them, like wanting to see them be happy. Um, even though my kids sometimes don't always see it that way. Cause she also holds them accountable, mm-hmm. but you know, she's just amazing. Like, like she thinks of things that sometimes, to me would seem like a, the small thing, but to other people, it seems big. Like we had some friends that the, they had a family member pass away and Andrea's like, Hey, here, take this card and put it on their desk. And, you know, they were just like super thankful for that. Like, I mean, they made, they came, they went out of their way to like, basically you know, like find us and tell us like, thank you for that. And, you know, um, so she'd thought of that mm-hmm. and, and taking care of that, you know, she plans like all their birthday parties. She plans, like part like the the get together tonight that we had like she was basically the 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 planning kind of force behind that and i just there there's not enough i can say that you know she is definitely and i'm i'm reading a book called emotional emotional survival for law enforcement and it says a, a survival guide for um for law enforcement officers and their families well anyway in that it talks about hypervigilance so like when i'm at work every single call i'm like prepared for the worst right so my body's like way up here like way up high on the stress scale and then when I come to work, it's like Newton's laws every, or come home from work. It's like Newton's laws. Every action has an equal but opposite reaction. So when my body comes out of that hypervigilant state, it goes way down. Mm-hmm. And now I'm into like apathetic, disconnected, et cetera, et cetera. And I can tell you, like when I've come home, there have been times it's like, leave me alone. Like I don't want to talk, et cetera. And if people aren't aware of that, it can be take a strain on your marriage because now it's like, well, why doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he want to be a part of this anymore? And if you don't understand the why, and there, there have been, I should have read this book 10 years ago, yeah. but there have been plenty of opportunities that my wife could have been like, fuck this. I'm out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've actually noticed that. I mean, I'm not, obviously not in the same line of work as you, but like I go to work and I've got my watch and it tracks my stress and it peaks. And then when I get off work and go to the gym, it's way down. Yep. And it's just, just high stress environment like that. It's obviously not quite the same, but yeah. Well, the uh, and not to get too far on this because it's off subject. We could discuss it a different day. But like they talk about how the normal public lives with a possibility mindset of like you know it's it's like it's possible that I get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Well, what's what's what happens? Okay, I'm I'm five minutes late. Well, officers can't live in the possibility world. Like, well, it's it's not really probable that I'm going to get shot today, so I'll just leave my gun at home. Yeah, you know, because if they get into that one, they may make a thousand traffic stops. Nine hundred ninety nine of them went fine, but then there's that one. That one. Yep. But we have to constantly be ready for that one on all nine hundred ninety nine, and so it's. It, but the thing is, is like we go through that cycle over and over and over and over, and it physiologically changes the way our brain operates, and it's actually called the reticular activating system. That again, I won't get into, but it's kind of interesting if you want to research it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, Andrea, I, I love you. I cherish you. And I, I hope that in, in my actions that over the years that I've, uh, you know, at least kind of tried to show that and that I've uh, tried to change. So.
And I got to stop because I'm going to start crying. So <laughs> go on to the next one. I can one. see it. I can see the tears <laughs> in his eyes. It's beautiful. Um, my next one, you know, like I'm thankful for like my job opportunities and the career that I have um, because not everybody is in the same spot, you know, like part of it is like I've worked to be where I'm at, but also like I do have a good boss. You know, I work for a good company got a good crew that we can have fun with and be safe and get work done. You know, I complain a lot, not a lot, but I complain about my job sometimes. And I think everybody probably does gripes about it a little bit, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just thankful for the opportunities like for growth and, um, just bringing, being able to bring home a paycheck every day or every week. I was going to say you get paid every day. Damn. Bringing home a paycheck every week, you know, cause that's not, the same for everybody and like looking at like the vacation time we get and that kind of thing you know it is better than a lot of other construction companies and i'm just thankful that like for thanksgiving we got wednesday and friday off you know my dad had to use pto to have friday off whoa yeah that's kind of a well i shouldn't say unheard of but yeah like even sterling had friday as a holiday yeah <clears throat> that's unfortunate mm-hmm. he said he he's doesn't think they'll get a day off christmas since last Sunday. Wow. So they'll get paid for it, but they won't get a day off. Christmas is on a Saturday. This year. It is? Mm-hmm. This year? No. No, it's you're right. It's on Sunday. Sunday. My bad. Yeah. You're right. Christmas Eve was the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and I guess just to kind of echo what Nate was saying earlier was, um, you know, I'm also thankful for my parents and my grandpa as well because, you know, my grandfather, he's the only one that's alive, mm-hmm. you know, right now. And... You know, one thing about him and where he's at in his life is, you know, he's retired and he's, you know, pretty well set. Like grandma did a really good job of like planning for retirement years. And so he kind of gets to do essentially whatever he wants within reason. And How he, old is your grandpa? 87. And he still lives at home alone. He travels to Nebraska to see his family all the time. And um, he's only five years older than my grandpa. And yeah, well, and, and he goes to the YMCA and works out. I mean, like that's he, probably why he's still able to travel. Yeah, right. And, yeah. And that's, he's also, whether he knows it or not, he's my motivation for why I do what I do. Cause mm-hmm. I see it and I'm like, okay, but I want to start this, you know, 60 years before he did. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, I can be like one of those dudes that are like, like I've said, you've heard me say on the podcast many times, I can be that 67 year old guy in the gym still deadlifting. That's yeah. what I want to be. Like some of these, uh. Guys that are competing the sixty plus masters at yeah. Scottsdale in December, right. you know. Um, and is he a big guy like you? Or is he so like- no, nah. uh, I probably got him by probably one hundred fifty pounds, maybe. Um, but uh, um, you know, and then and also my parents as well. Like they, not only do they provide for us financially, because you know, let's face it, there there are times like we ninety nine percent of the time we pay our, all our own bills, but there are times that like something comes up with like kids and glasses or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, I don't have to have like a, like a, um, I'm not made to feel like guilty or anything when I ask. Now I will say at the risk of my parents listening to this, um, if I need money, I call mom first because mom doesn't expect to be paid back. Mm-hmm. And if mom says no, then I call dad <laughs> to ask him for money yeah. because he expects to be paid back. And, you know, the few times, like my grandfather, um, he had cataract surgery, and he afterwards 
he talked about how like so he doesn't wear glasses anymore after the cataract surgery uh, except to read and he talked about how he'd never seen colors so vivid before and his vision was so much better and at the time i had like 2040 in one eye and 2100 in the other eye and so i'd always wanted to get lasik and i kind of like took the opportunity you know in a in almost in a business mindset of the opportunity where he was riding high on that mm-hmm. and i was like hey you know with my line of work uh, you know, vision is obviously very important. I need to be able to like see things. And like, if a contact gets knocked out or if I'm wearing my glasses and they get knocked off or whatever, would you be willing to help me? And I just said, help me pay for LASIK. And instead of helping me, he paid for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and that was four grand. I mean, that wasn't something that was cheap. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just not just the financial side, but like, you know, grandpa growing up, he always set the example, like my grandma, she was basically disabled. I don't ever really remember her not being in a wheelchair. I know she was, but, um, you know, and he always set the example. He always took care of her. I never heard him complain. I never heard him, you know, we, you know, he didn't ever do anything other than basically take care of her. Like even when we were in town, we'd go to the Dillon nature center, we'd go fishing and he'd say, Hey, it's time to go home. We got to check on grandma. And you know, he always set that example. Um, you know, he always provided for me. I always had like really good memories and I want to be a grandfather like that someday, you know, and my parents, it's nice to be able to have somebody to call and be like, plus they're in the law enforcement realm as well. Like my dad was caught for 19 years, works at the Academy. My mom works at the County attorney's office. So when something comes up, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about A, B, C, and D? You know, like, how should I do this? How should I word this? You know, we proofread this, that kind of stuff or get advice on things, get advice on parenting, um, or on raising kids, um, and you know, my marriage and all that kind of stuff. Not that I always take everything for gospel because every relationship's a little bit different. Yep. Um, but it's also interesting cause like my mom, you know, there, there are some things that I'd been on- brutally honest with her about because she too is also brutally honest, but um, that she's w- been willing to change her thought process as a, you know, 55, 56 year old woman, something like that. 60, ooh, 61. Hey, you're welcome for calling you 56, mom. Um, you know, that she, you know, she's willing to change in the, her mindset, even that late in life on things. And, you know, same thing with my dad. Like I can always count on him to like give me advice or bounce things off of like, Mom gives me the brass tacks, bare bones, like this is the way it is, black and white kind of way. And my dad kind of gives me some more of like the political answers to kind of navigate some of the political space around some of those decisions in, yeah. in my line of work. And so, um, you know, and also just, I mean, I think it's easy for me to take it for granted because that'll leave it to beaver childhood. But then I listen to childhoods like my wife's, which I think she'd be cool to have on the podcast mm-hmm. sometime. Because she definitely was, you know, she was sexually abused as a child and stuff. And she's very open about it, which is why I'm cool with talking about it here. But um, I I didn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a two-parent household. I was an only child. Um, I ate a meal every day, obviously. Look at me. Um, I'm I'm all the same here, you know, like, whitewashed to a T, farmer, like, grandparents, parents all took care of us, you know, like, all the same. and. Provided Extremely a, thankful for that. Provided a home. And then mom was also like on me all the time about cleaning, even though my room was a mess. And like that's kind of translated now into my adult life where mm-hmm. I like things being that way. It doesn't always work that way because I have three kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could keep going on my parents. 
and like my grandpa for ages and stuff and uh, yeah back they're to just amazing uh like on my grandpa you know like he's i mean really all my grandparents my my grandma hyatt she was an electrician at uh southwestern bell here in hutch you know so she was like a blue collar worker and she helped like that gray shed we got out there she wired that thing yeah <laughs> you know so i learned hard work from her and then my grandpa he's 82 years old and still farming full time, you know, and my dad learning hard work. And I mean, that's just been instilled in me and just having those figures in my life around has just been a blessing. Yeah. And I just thought of another thing, speaking of grandfathers. So my grandpa worked at Wells aircraft Mm -hmm. here at the Hutch airport and I was around aircraft a lot. So basically if I showed up at the Hutch airport, I was guaranteed to be in a plane that day Mm -hmm. if I wanted to be. Because they were always test flying something, yeah. which hindsight being twenty twenty, why do you want to go up on the test flights to see if shit's going to break? <laughs> but I mean, Gotta I risk spent, it to get the biscuit. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in aircraft, and a lot of people never make it on a plane in general, mm-hmm. let alone in a private aircraft where you can kind of quote unquote do whatever you want, you know, within reason as far as where you're going yeah. and stuff. And my dad recently got his pilot's his private pilot's license. Congrats, Dad! By the way, um, it was a it was a long, hard fought thing for him. Uh, a lot of hoops for him to jump through. And so now, if we want to, like my dad could be like, "Hey, want to go to Dallas for supper?" And like we could load up in a plane and take a couple hours and fly down there, mm-hmm. eat supper, and fly back if we wanted. And so, also not something I take for granted. I'm thankful for that. You know, aviation's always been a part of our lives in one way or another. And, uh, it was just really cool experiences. And I got to meet a lot of really cool people, different pilots, see different flying styles, different people, the way they do things. Yeah. So. My, see, my grandpa was actually like an aviation stuff too. He just worked at Cessna. And so he would, he was probably designing the parts that your, um, <laughs> your grandpa was helping test fly and stuff. Well, I mean, cause grandpa started as a mechanic there. Yeah. So, and they had plenty of Cessnas. I mean, it's what literally down the, that was down the road there, right? Mm-hmm. Like right b- between the salt mine and that bridge, right? Yep. Yeah. He was the plant manager out there. Like he had 1,500 people under him out there. Because Grandpa would talk about that because he'd talk about going down there to get like bearings and stuff because you had to have have these specific bearings Mm -hmm. um, because they were like FAA approved or, you know, whatever and stuff like that. And they were expensive. There's a good possibility our our grandpas knew each other. What was his name? Lauren Alderson. Um, I'll have to text him. I'll text him while we're here and see if he um, remembers him so you can go on to your next thing. Pull this back up. You actually have notes. I'm so fucking proud of you. Um, next one I've got is like uh oh, just like a my close group of friends. You know, I've had a group of friends in my life since like before grade school, grade school, and then even high school friends. You know, like and we're tight. Like we uh we play D and D together fairly often still, and we uh um. We're all there for each other, and I know those guys would have my back no matter what. And I'm just just thankful to have that those friendships because, like, not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people have those long term friendships like that that are um, meaningful. In that, um, like, we push each other, we make each other better, and you know, like, I'm trying to get Jake to get USDA certified so he can put a freezer of beef in the uh, in our store and sell like his beef out of here and. Just like trying to push each other in that way, and like, um, like Cade, he's getting ready to um, in January. He's going to the academy. And hey, nice! And, Congrats, Cade. I know you've been wanting that a while. Yep. Yeah. And just um, like Wyatt, 
Wyatt's always pushing me in the gym. I love Wyatt. Pushing Wyatt and um, and like Nelson Wyatt is and, like one of those like super genuinely just all around good dudes. He comes out all the time and helps on the farm and like at my house and um, just I'm just happy to have like a close group of friends like that. And then Duncan, Duncan, like I mean he's my accountant pretty much and tells me I need to quit spending so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's Stop spending $80 on two drinks, Nate. Whether that's personally or with the store and the farm and, you know, like he does it, um, like not necessarily for free, but like he would do it for free, but like we're, we're going to pay him moving forward. And like if High Point Farms get to a point like where we need it, like me and Doug have already had the conversation that he'd be the CFO basically. Yeah. You know, we just like, we trust each other that much. And like his wife has even talked to me about it and said like, she approves, you know? So just like having that group of friends like that is, I think it's rare and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Mine, mine would have to be, um, <clears throat> so from back in the, back in the day, you know, uh, became friends with kind of like, he was a pothead at the time, basically my buddy Howie. And you know, we kind of got together because I knew he knew how to install stereo systems mm -hmm. and I had a Ford Focus and I wanted to put a stereo in like one of the hatchback ones. And I, I was working full time at the time and everything. And so, uh, and I had money <clears throat> and living at home. So like buying a system and dropping a thousand dollars on it was like no big deal. So he helped me install it. And then it basically was like one of those friendships that are like kind of like yours and eyes in the way where. Like we may not see each other all week or whatever or whatever. Like, but I know a if I call you, you're gonna be there. Mm -hmm. Like b if uh, if I need something, like you're gonna probably do whatever you can to help me out with that. And c like when we do meet up, it's like again, no time has passed. Yeah. And so you know, I'm really thankful for for Howie because he's kind of like been like the ride or die, like just always been there. Um. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to end up forgetting somebody here and then feel like a piece of shit as, as a result. Another one that comes to mind right now, just that just came into my mind is someone that's more recent, like Dallas Morgan. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I've really come to like, I mean, we met in the gym basically and kind of heard some of his story and, um, you know, he's definitely a very private man, but, uh, you know, I really respect him and respect what he's doing and kind of look up to him a little mm -hmm. bit. And want to be, I guess, kind of, kind of like him in the sense of, you know, he is older than me. He's not old, but he's older. And, <clears throat> you know, he, where he's at physically and like how physically Very fit he is. Mentally tough. And like where he's at mentally and stuff like that's just something like I aspire to like want to do and want to mm -hmm. be like. Um, so I, I just value having him around. Um, you know, another gen, another gentleman from my church, Rob Ross, that we've had on the podcast, like he's, always just kind of like that that calm voice in the in the in the storm when things do yeah. go that way um you know my buddy Cameron uh I know that if the shit hit the fan and I needed to make a phone call I could uh, yeah. you know we go over to his house and eat and you know if, if I need somebody in a gunfight like Cameron would be the one that I'd want to be there uh, since he's a deputy as well um you know again like Felicia um she's amazing like she'll call me out on my shit, but she's also always there if I've ever needed anything. She's always really supportive of me. Like I even took a break from strongman and you know, she could have made me feel like shit and been like, Oh, if you're, you're going to be a quitter, you know, you quit all your life kind of thing. But she was like, no, like take the time, you know, grow. Um, you know, Heather, Heather's also been fun cause she like likes to like screw with me and mm -hmm. like I'll screw back with her. And like it's just been that fun back and forth kind of thing. And then Fatima, like I just. 
I, I really just love Fatima. Like she's just so genuine and so cool and like she just always has like such an upbeat attitude and she's always so nice and um you know, I just love her. And, you know, a couple of my friends like Tiffany Johnson, she's a detention officer, she's a sergeant at the jail, um, Kayleen Ventura. Um, she's pretty cool as well. Like both of them, uh, we're doing kind of like a book study thing together and just doing my best to try to invest in them. Even though I may not be their boss, I'd still like to see them grow as leaders. So like we're doing that together now. Um, and you know, they, they're like really cool and supportive. Like we don't get together all the time though. Like really the only time we kind of see each other, like I went to one of her daughter's birthday, Kayleen's daughter's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Which her daughter's Nat, by the way, and I would literally take a fucking bullet for Nat. Like Nat is the coolest little girl that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and uh, you know we we don't really hang out like other than outside of work, but like we we really talk about like the things that I guess are like maybe bothering us or going bad, but also sharing the good things too. And we have similar sense of humor, so we die laughing like all the time yeah. when we do get together. Um, and plus we share food, so you know. That helps when yeah. we like at night. It's like I love you. I'm so hungry, and nothing's open. Um, I know I'm gonna end up forgetting somebody, and then I'm gonna feel bad because I didn't mention them. Uh, that was when I came up with this idea. That was the one thing I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> I'm, I'm always gonna. Forget. You know, another one is like an- another recent one's Ehrlich Moreno. He's in one of the new deputies, a young kid, 21, mm-hmm. but like he's kind of like you. He's advanced well beyond his years. Yeah. Um, and he's such a good dude. Um, and I think he's going to go places, you know, as long as he can keep his head on straight and kind of realize that this job is not what it's cracked up to be on, like, the, the TV show Cops. I think he'll figure that out. Um, can you think of any more friends that you wanted to do? Um, well, I was going to start talking about, like, uh, my Sterling College football family and just Sterling College family and just the people I met through there and, like, I mean, like Vinny, like, I talk to Vinny every day still, and like when we see each other, it's like we don't skip a beat, you know. Um, Nelson, like I wouldn't have known Nelson without Sterling College, and um, even though we don't talk every day, like still love the guy to death, you know. Um, Cub, I know Cub listens, and uh, he he's got a story he wants to talk to you about one of these days, and I can't wait to hear it. What about this little? rx8 running from you and Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> we won't well, listen we won't ruin that but that that is a good story yeah. uh cub coming on and talking about that and gideon and you know just just brothers for life like i've got guys all over the country i can call and like if i needed help they would help me you know and vice versa like if they ever need anything from me like i'd be there in a heartbeat i'd do what i could whether that's if i've got to drive to them or whatnot you know like i would um drop everything if I needed to for a lot of those guys. Just yeah. just the brotherhoods that was formed and um another guy is like Chad Bennett. Um me and him lifted together. He was my lifting partner all through college, you know, and just respect the hell out of that guy and his work ethic and just I mean the whole Bennett family, they're they're just a good family and you know, like they bring Jansen in for Thanksgiving and um because Jansen and Tasha didn't have anywhere to go. And uh, they've taken Jansen and Tasha in as like their family, and they go to the water milks with them. And, you know, it's just, they're just a, a good family in general. So, um, but Jansen's another one. Just thankful for that dude. Yeah, I give Jansen a whole lot of shit. 
And and he knows now that he's in the law enforcement realm. The more shit that I give you, the more that I love you. Yeah. That's what that means. Well, that's the same in the construction realm, kind of, sometimes. Well, I, I wanted to mention a couple other ones while we're here. Um, Jeremy Corbett would be one that I'd really like to put on there. My buddy Kyle Blocker. He's one of those dudes that we literally go years without seeing each other. Mm-hmm. But, again, no time passed. Uh, my buddy Ryan Jordan down in Texas. Uh, my, my brother from another mother that's like just... Like, I wish he lived closer because we're essentially like brothers. We're both in law enforcement. We both have the same interests, et cetera. It's like we were separated at birth. Uh, his name is Drew Abbott. Uh, Drew Wright, um, he was a college intern. Uh, Fiona and, and Nigel uh, Caesar, uh, they, they used to work at the college. Fiona mm-hmm. or Nigel was the I guy. I remember that, Nigel. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're great, and they also bring me Caribbean rum every time they come back from uh, Guyana. It's so good. Um. You know, my buddy Josh Tostin, uh, that dude is like a walking encyclopedia. I can't wait to get him on here. Um, he's going to be such a cool person to talk to because he just knows like a little bit about everything. Seth's amazing as well. Yeah. Um, Seth's one of those dudes that like, if you've got something that's kind of weird or awkward or that you want to accomplish or whatever, he's like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, let's do this thing and let's put this together and put that together. Like, he's always just got that like can do mentality no matter what, which is why I think he's a good, a successful entrepreneur mm-hmm. with his with his stuff um oh also uh dustin mutant you know um you know he, he's pretty open about this like we used to work together in a jail and he had uh, a situation that went bad long story short ended up in prison for a while and i'd always wanted to like write to him because he was always such a good dude and i always knew that there was something more to the story and that like there was like this miscarriage of justice and i still think there was um and so when we I'd always wanted to send him a letter, but when you searched him on Casper, it just said like out of state. It wouldn't say where he was at because he used to be in law enforcement. So he's basically in protective custody. Mm -hmm. So nobody knew where he was at or anything. And, you know, I even asked a friend of mine that worked at DOC, like, Hey, I, I, I'm not wanting to hurt this guy. I just want to send him a letter. And I didn't have any, he has a, he has twin brother. He has a sister. You know, I didn't, I didn't know how to contact any of them. I didn't have any of their info where they live. Nothing. Yeah. And I just wanted to send him a letter to like let him know like that I I still thinking about you you know whatever to kind of help him through and I never did. Well then, my buddy Tom, who I forgot to mention on here, Tom Reason, another good friend that I'm thankful for, but he said like, "Hey, Dustin's phone number is still the same." And I was like, "What? Like I had it in my phone for years, and he's been out for years. I could have just called." And when I got on the phone with him, I just started sobbing. Because, like, I was so worried about him, and I was so, like, I wanted to catch up with him, and I wanted to let him know, like, I didn't forget about you, and, and like, and it's, like, times never passed with he and I. Like, we met, and, like, he's even grown as well. Like, he's grown in Christ and stuff through, like, his journey, um, you know. And then um, another friend of mine, her name's Emma, and we talk back and forth quite a bit. She's a dispatcher here in Reno County. And she, uh, she struggles a lot because like over Thanksgiving, she got dispatched, she dispatched out a, um, like a dead baby essentially. And like, so she really struggled with that <clears throat> because, you know, she got that call, you know, she's hearing the mother or father, or whomever's calling their hysteria and like, mm-hmm. you know, and she doesn't really have any control over that situation. So, um, it's always good to like bounce things off of her. Um, Dude, dispatchers get the same kind of like mental health training and that kind of thing that like officers do. Yeah. But the okay. difference is. Officers have somewhat of like the finality of the call because with, with dispatchers, it's open, right? Yeah. Like they don't ever really get to hear like what happened very often. 
So whereas at least as law enforcement officers, when we show up on scene, even though the person may still die or whatever, like we kind of have some closure. closure, whereas they don't. So it's always good to keep your dispatchers. If you're a law enforcement officer and you're listening to this, always keep your dispatchers in the loop. Yep. Because you're really going to help with their mental health when they kind of know what the disposition of. Because everybody wants to know yeah. what happened. Everybody. Yeah. Even if it's bad, they still want to know what happened. Good or bad, you know, like they need that closure and they like, like it, they help save a life, you know. Yeah. A lot of times. Um, another one, Janine and Ted. Like yep. Janine messaged me today and was wanting me to go to listen to the Father Michael speak at um, Brew 56 and wanted Andrea and I to come along. Well, I'm, I'm working that day. She's like, no problem. They do it every week or something like that. And so, um, but you know, just the fact that she was like thinking about us, mm-hmm. you know, and then Ted's always just a joy to be around in general, just a good dude. Every time I talk to Ted in the gym, it seems like it's a 30-minute little conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and like Nate or uh, Vinny as well. You know, Vinny, I can always chat with him and, uh, like we don't, we don't talk probably as much as you, you guys do, but like when we do, it's, you know, always fun and I can always give him crap too. So, um, I think that's it. Like, I think I can probably keep going for like ever. I could definitely keep going forever, but I think we should probably like move on. Yep. It's your turn. Okay. Um, cause I just got to talk it for like 30 minutes. My next one is, um, oh, just the opportunities we have in the, the country we live in. You know, I'm thankful for the opportunities, like thankful that I can start a business and like I've had a successful year of business and like that doesn't mean I made a boatload of money or anything, but we've made, we've had growth over the last year, you know, so we've had success and just there's not a whole lot of countries in the world that you can grow and have your own business and have the freedoms we have. And I'm just thankful for that, even though there is like, oh, Biden's the end of the world. You know, we're going to have Trump versus Biden again. Oh, oh it's so bad. You're going you to have that. You're going to have that every year. <laughs> oh, just like put your head down and go grind and build something. Work hard and you'll you'll build something regardless. Well, it change, doesn't matter who the fuck's in office. Like yeah. you can build something. Change, change the culture of your little corner of the world. Mm-hmm. That's how you get true change. If you're if you're thinking that the Bidens or the Trumps are going to solve your problems, like you're a moron. Yep. Man, we we could really get off on a tangent on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. Um you know, one thing that I I'm thankful for is my job. The the community of Sterling has always been super supportive of law enforcement, always. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they wanted to cut one of our positions. They the community came out and said like, "No, you're not doing that." Um you know, I've had unique training opportunities for a small agency. Like I went to Maricopa County Jail and did training like for DRE. Mm-hmm. Um I've traveled to Texas, Colorado, Tennessee, Washington DC. Um, for training. Uh, and so it's, it's, I'm, I'm really happy and humbled to be able to serve in the community that I serve in. And the fact that, you know, they, they don't see us as their adversaries. And, and a lot of that is also in how we conduct our policing as well. But, um, you know, we're, we're not seen as like some other communities that see them like to be feared. Um, yeah. you know, and, some I mean, people still do. On, yeah. But, like in Hutch, the training is completely different and cops are looked at quite a bit differently in Hutch, I feel like, than they are in Sterling. Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to change that culture, though. But, I mean, that comes with, like, a bigger city, too. Yeah. Because sometimes you got to be a lot more cut and dry as a cop in a bigger city, especially when there's more crime and drugs yeah. and all right. that stuff. Right. So. Um, you know, and again, that I'm also thankful for, you know, God putting me in Sterling because I'm not dealing with a murder every day mm-hmm. and prostitution. And we, we still have drugs. I mean, to say that we don't have drugs is stupid. We do. Um, 
but to the level that other communities have it, no. You don't you have know? to use Narcan every night like a yep, right. cop and hutch does. Um, and I'm, think, I'm truly thankful for that, you know, because then we can do things other than run call to call to call to call. And when you're doing that, it's like checking boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, sit down, shut up, what happened? Okay, you're going to jail, bye. You can't be personal at all. you just personable. You've got to just get to the point and get yeah. out of there. Yeah, um, and so... You know, the fact that, that, that I work in a community that is not dangerous and we can actually apply Peely and law for, well, I shouldn't say it's not dangerous. It's not as dangerous. Um, but we can actually apply the Peely and law enforcement principles to where we're maybe kind of trying to help prevent crime versus just arresting the bad yeah, guys. Being proactive instead yeah. of reactive. Yep. Um, you know, and like you said, I am truly thankful and humbled that I'm in a position where I can protect people's constitutional rights. Mm hmm. I literally can make a split second choice in my mind as to whether your rights are violated or not. Like, I mean, if at the end of the day, truth be told, I could take my baton out and hit somebody, right? Like, who's keeping me from doing that? Nobody. Now, am I going to be held responsible and charged and, you know, all that other kind of stuff? Sure. Absolutely. But, but I am humbled in the fact that I can actually step up. You know, during COVID, I told Derek, like, just to let you know, if we get a warrant for somebody to close down their business, don't call me because yeah. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. I won't be there because I thought constitutionally it was wrong. And I didn't think. I knew. I knew yeah. to my core. And I'm like, I had that opportunity. I was able to set. I was able to, like, stand on that mm-hmm. and say, like, I'm not going to do it. And I've done that many times with different situations where, like, I'm not going to do it. That's what I'm here to do. You know, I literally did swear that oath, the oath that you always hear about. I put my hand in the air and swore that and I take it to, uh, you know, into account and it weighs extremely heavy in my mind. And it should like for all police officers, you know? Yep. Uh, well, lots of followers there sometimes. Yep. I mean, it, that, <clears throat> it depends a lot on your training and really like even it goes beyond that into like the way you were raised, you know, a lot of it comes from like, um, I mean, there's some cops out there that like they were. They like that power, you know, and but I mean, and that can come with any leadership position, yep. I guess, you know, you can have guys that like will abuse that power and this and that. And that comes back to the emotional intelligence. And that's yep. another thing that Sterling, you know, has, has been able to help foster in me is through the training and stuff and being emotionally mm-hmm. intelligent and being able to like distinguish and understand those things. Like, you know, when we talk about like the, you know, how, yeah, I'm not going to tell that story. I changed my mind. Yeah. I'm probably not going to tell a story. Um, got your next thing. Got my last thing. Your last thing. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I'm thankful for you and for you pushing me and for like us doing this together and just pushing me in the gym in here. You know, holding me accountable and just thankful for you as a friend. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm. I was gonna do the same thing uh, because you know it's interesting to see. Like, cause sometimes I get like, I'm starting to be an old man and sometimes I'm like, you know, that generation, you know, like I look at my kids generation, they're stuck behind their phones and stuff, which I do my best to combat as a parent, Mm -hmm. but also have to realize that that's their primary means of communication. But like seeing, you know, young men like you coming up and doing what you're doing is refreshing and knowing that there's people like you that exist in the world that like are going to come out there and do, you know, basically do the work. Mm Mm-hmm. 
um, is, is really refreshing to see. And, and also like, it's always cool because every time I'm around you, like it's, you always get like the, yeah, buddy, you know, like the, and like the smiling and stuff. And like, even when you're having like kind of a crappy day, like the, the mannerisms in your face. And like, when you do the whole, like raise your eyebrows, like, Hey, like it was up, you know, like just the, like, it's like the small things that like, I, I really appreciate. And, you know, I mean, like even you guys trusting in me and like, I, I also appreciate your parents too and your grandma because we obviously have very differing opinions, at least your parents and I, mm-hmm. and even your parents and you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, uh, that, that they still welcome me into their house, mm-hmm. you know, and we can still have conversation, even though we may not always agree on everything. And it's not like, I don't feel like I'm a burden, you it's- know, like when I come over, like, I feel like I'm like truly welcomed. Yeah. And I, I don't take that for granted. And that's why like every opportunity I have, um, considering, you know, the things that I do have going on, I try to make every effort to make it out to the farm to help you guys with like big projects like harvest and, you know, or planting or those kinds of things. Like I don't make it probably as much as Wyatt does, but all those fun projects yeah. <laughs> um, to where my, my truck smells like weed for the next two weeks. <laughs> it smells like probable uh, cause. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, I, like, I'm just thankful for you too, because it was interesting. Cause when we first met, it was like <clears throat> the Nate that I know now is not the Nate that I knew then. Like you, I could definitely, when I first met you, uh, when I first met you, I was kind of like not really invested. Cause I could see like who you were mm-hmm. at that time. And I was like, it was one of them times like where you see people in the gym and you meet them and they're like, oh, this isn't going to work out. Like they're not going to stick around. Like, why am I getting to know them? Uh, and so I wasn't really invested like, Hey, nice to meet you kind of thing. And of course, Felicia, every time she saw you, was like, Oh, Nate's here, you know, which probably helped you like come more. Cause you knew there was somebody there that was maybe happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like then watching you grow through that and then us becoming friends and then finding we had, we both wanted to do a podcast. It was yeah. like, hell yeah, Starting let's this do this. Journey. Um, and like, it was cool because I'd mentioned it to other people and I never really got like the buy-in with you. Like with you, it was like like jump in with both feet like let's do this Mm -hmm. and i'd never gotten that from anyone else so that was refreshing as well and so if you're gonna send it might as well send it (laughs) and you know and also somewhat of living vicariously through you because like you are still young enough that like you're out kind of still living life and doing (laughs) things and uh you know and and i'm i'm working towards that and you know hopefully my kids will be successful and out Mm -hmm. of the house out of the house younger to where my wife and i can start to do the things that we want to do Um, but you know, and then you just, you guys just trusting in me too. Like you gave me a key to your business. I mean, that's like no big thing. I, I, I don't pay anything here. Like I, the only thing that I paid anything for is the stuff we're talking into. (laughs) Um, you know, and I don't take that for granted. I'm very thankful that your parents like provided this space and that it, that the people that are listening to the podcast have like continued to listen and continue to support us. And, you know, I just, I, I can't begin to like explain how cool it is to hear people be like, I listen to the podcast and like they mention that and they're like, you know, this helped me or that helped me or I like that or it helped me get through my walk or it helped me get through my workout or whatever. Um, you know, there's just so much to be happy with. And mm-hmm. we spend a, a lot of time on here, I think, kind of focusing on what like we think should be changed and maybe like probably complaining a little bit. So like when you mentioned this, like that was another thing I'm thankful for because you had a completely different perspective. Like, to me, I was thinking, like, who are we going to interview? Yeah. 
and you brought a different perspective and then when i saw your text of like let's do this i was like dude that is like a phenomenal idea just change it up and you know like we can get real mixed up in the negative and i don't know i just thought throwing some positive out there is something good yeah i mean and and just to let you kind of know like where you're at so i have a small i have an extremely small family Mm -hmm. like as far as like it's just i'm an only child it's just like my mom my dad my grandpa and me like that's like my my core like immediate family right Mm -hmm. and so like to me i was always raised like blood thicker than water kind of thing um, I've since understood that that's not the case. And so why we're here is I want you to know, like, you're in the same spectrum as, like, what I would consider a brother. The same way that, you know, your brother or your sister is as far as, like, you know, whatever you need, whatever you need to be successful, you know, like, uh, we'll just be there for you. No, and, I understand that. And I'm you're the same way with me, man. Like, the drop of a, like, drop of my hammer, like, I'm there. <laughs> whatever you need yeah and and you know and like it's like the flooring thing you were like hey i'll do your flooring in your house Mm -hmm. you know and and of course i wanted to pay you for that i mean it's that's i didn't expect any favors Mm -hmm. but like you know you could have been like you know like i do that all day long like i don't want to do that in my time off yeah um but like and you did a good job made it look really good and you know like i worked on your computer for you and stuff like that and so it's kind of cool to be able to like add value to each other's life kind of like ryan mickler talked about in his you know making more male friends podcasts of just adding value to each other's lives. That's what and you got to do and build each other <clears throat> up and get vulnerable and talk about the shitty times, you know, it, I mean, it, it helps, you know, getting things off your chest. Like me and Kate had a hard conversation the other day, you know, afterwards he's like, man, thanks. Like it feels so much better to get that shit off my chest now, yeah. you know, and it's just, um, talk to your friends. Well, Especially in like our, I think our it's inculcated in our male culture of like watch football, drink beer, don't fucking know. cry, be a you man. Know? Yeah, and and I think it like I'm not saying like you got to get together with your friends every night and like mm-hmm. fucking cry in your beer because that's just gonna get obnoxious, like absolutely obnoxious. Because I've got a friend that does that same thing where he's constantly living in the same areas of woe, constantly having the same problems, but doesn't want to do anything to pull them out of mm-hmm. it. It's like the, that's the total victim mentality. And yes. I can tell you, if you're around other dudes with a victim mentality, you're not going to be around them for long. They're going to find reasons to not be around you. I mean, like it's like you read these motivational quotes and you listen to podcasts and like you're motivated, but like all you do is listen to them, you know, like you need to act and, put into action what you're listening to and what you're looking at and what you're reading and go out there and make yourself better, you know, and yeah. talk to your friends about it, push your friends to be better. And it just, it works out for everybody. Yeah. Oh, uh, one last friend that I wanted to mention, uh, my friend Wes, uh, he's a pastor in the St. Louis area mm-hmm. and he's kind of helped. Like he really took a leap of faith, faith and just kind of being like, Hey, do you want to do the search engine optimization and lead gen stuff? And basically kind of shared his knowledge and essentially a piece of his money with me out of nowhere. Like he was just like, Hey, let's try this. And I was like, okay, I'm on board. Like I'm not hundred percent sure on how to do all the specifics yet, but we've worked through it. And like, he's taken the time and been patient to work through that process and just like, and then, you know, we, we have yet to meet to impart really the wisdom and stuff like that. But I know that he will like more kind of freely share that and he wants to. Mm-hmm. And he even paid money to learn how to do this stuff, but he wants to share it with me. 
And I, I just want him to know, like, I'm super thankful for that because I need other streams of revenue mm-hmm. because the, especially with this inflation, like I've been using my credit card more. Yep. I just had to like meat is stupid expensive. Gas is expensive and I need other streams of income. And I really appreciate him. And I'm thankful that he wants to help me generate those other streams of income and invest in me. And I look forward to the opportunity to kind of play, pay that forward and do the same in leadership role sometime in my life whenever that happens. So yeah, I think that's all I can think of right off the top of my head. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to be on the way home and I'm going to be like, shit, yep. I should have said this and then be mad at myself. Yep. Should have said this person or that person. Yeah. As the person's listening, I'm like, I'm never listening to this podcast again. <laughs> if you're listening, we're thankful for you. I'll yep. say that again. Yep. You know, we, we appreciate every listen, every download, every like on social media, every share, you know, like you guys, even coming up to us and talking to us, you know, we're thankful for that too. You know, it, it really shows us that like what we're doing in here isn't wasting our time, you know, and like this journey is fun. It's been fun and it will continue to be fun. And I don't know where the end goal is. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know where we'll end up with this, but we're thankful that you guys are along for the ride. So, yeah, I appreciate you all taking the time to listen. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, just check us out on our website, www.thehigherpoints.com, uh, on Instagram at the higher points and on Facebook at the higher points podcast. Again, as usual, we are renting out the podcast studio. If you want to record a couple episodes, get an idea of like what equipment you need, what you need to invest in or anything like that, we'll be happy to help you out. Just hit the contact page on our website and send us an email or give us a call. Um, please take like just the two seconds of your time as you're listening to this. Take a screenshot of your phone, post our podcast on your story and just share the show. Like that's all we're asking for. You know, we're not asking, you know, we don't, we have yet to run any ads on here or anything. Not that I say that that's off the table, but the only way that we can like share this message and just like reach people in, in this space is for you guys to just share and, and just bring people to the traffic and bring a, bring them to the podcast and just kind of like, let us just, uh, you know, kind of hopefully mentor to them. We just want to invest in more people. So take a couple seconds, share it on your story. We'd greatly appreciate it. We'll catch up with you guys next time. Thanks guys. See you.